0: Hi, my name is Frederick March. You probably don't know me yet, but let's get to know each other. So this journey of mine that I'm going on is about fitness. Uh, Not just physical fitness, but also emotional fitness, financial fitness, and just uh, mental fitness. Yes, I need to walk my path, walk my path, in order to become a fitter person, because the reality is, I right now, I'm over three hundred pounds. I am less than I was recently, but I am still over three hundred pounds. I used to be over four hundred pounds, but over a few years, I've gotten down to mostly around three hundred and twenty-five, three hundred thirty pounds uh for me that was a victory but it just wasn't uh sufficient of victory for me so I'm trying to figure out why now although I was very heavy I was in the gym working out I was on the treadmill I would lose 30 pounds and then getting motivated I felt great working out all that kind of stuff but then I just stopped I think maybe it took just about any kind of distraction whatsoever to get me to stop. I don't know why. I didn't know why. I'm learning now why. Because I am hypnotized. I have been hypnotized most of my life. I had preconceived notions about who I was, who I am. Even if they weren't true, I was going to make them true. I did not know this for the majority of my life. I am now almost 50, and I am now learning that I never knew me. I walked me out the way I thought I was supposed to be, but I didn't know me. So just to give you a little background about me, I'm fairly outgoing, um, fairly likable, I love to make people laugh. I love to joke around. Uh, although I'm a big guy, I like dancing. I love. Uh, I took martial arts for many years, so I love to be involved in that stuff. Uh, I've been working out for a long time. I pretty much know how to do every workout there is and every gym there is. Still over 300 pounds. So... <laughs> You know, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to realize uh, there is something missing. Yeah, there was something missing, all right. My belief in who I could be was limited. So this process that I'm going through is going to help me to stay accountable because I'll be checking in with this on a regular basis and letting you know how I'm doing and maybe have a, a venting place, someplace that I can say, Okay, I don't know what's going on And then maybe you can learn something about yourself through my struggles (laughs) Yeah Although in my life I am blessed I have a lot of stuff I have things I'm, you know I'm not suffering Uh, Financially, my wife and I were really struggling And we have been for our whole entire marriage Uh, I've been having difficult time just keeping a regular job just staying involved not that I get fired I just I don't want to do stuff and I just stop you know and I never knew why and uh, I've done a lot of jobs I've done a lot of jobs I was a chef I I drove an ambulance I um, right now I have a recording studio that I work with and uh, I do video editing and audio engineering and I just, I I can do a lot of things. I've had a lot of jobs. And I've never stayed with any of them very long. Now, I used to say, oh, it's because I was bored. And, you know, I wanted something new. I wanted another challenge. There might be some truth in that. The reality is I just never thought that I could do anything effectively. I just had low self-esteem. I just felt bad about myself. And low self-esteem is a cancer in your subconscious it is a cancer it makes you stop those things that would bring you joy it makes you stop those things that are bringing you financial freedom it makes you stop all kinds of things because you don't think you can do it even if you are doing it I recall when I was in my early 20s, I was very fit back then. I was actually able to do backflips and I was dancing all night long and I was breakdancing and you know, I was in the martial arts and I was really, you know, I was fit. I was wearing size 32 pants back then. But you know what my perception of myself was at that time? I was fat. I was fat. I was not fat in no way at all. I was solid as a rock. I was people would you know, kick me and punch me, and I would stand there and take it. And it was not because you know they were beating me up, just because I I was practicing. You know that was part of my thing. I would stand in a line. They would everybody would come up and they punch and kick me, and I would take it. I was solid, and but that's not how I perceived myself. You know, since a young, young, young child, I was always told that I was fat and lazy and stupid. And I wasn't going to amount to nothing not by my parents, not by my parents, by my teachers. And because I was dyslexic, you know, I had certain issues that uh, teachers didn't understand back then because, you know, it's 50 years old. So it's not like it was right around the corner. They, they, back then, they didn't really, they knew I was learning disabled. That's what they would tell me. You are learning disabled. Okay. So at that time, I was not... Uh, a dumb kid so I intellectually went through the process and I said to the teacher I said I don't really think that I'm learning disabled I think you're teaching disabled I think if you knew how to teach me I would learn but you don't know how to teach me so I don't learn and if you're not going to be able to learn how to teach me I think I have to learn how to teach myself and that's pretty much what I did I, I learned that okay this reading thing doesn't work for me so Let's try other things. So what I would do is I would interview my student, my fellow students, to find out what they read about, to find out what they thought about the story they read. I would interview everybody, and then I would come up with my own ideas about what the story was about, and i played play through in my head, and then I would regurgitate it to the teacher. The teachers were always thinking that I was reading it, but I wasn't reading it. I was just regurgitating what somebody told me. So I found my way around. Uh, although that way around didn't really you know it it was effective for me and it did the job it still made me feel like oh if I was you know any kind of a student I'd know how to do this reading thing because everybody else can do it and even individuals that I look at and I talk to who I consider to be not too intelligent were able to read it and I was like okay I don't know why are you able to do it and I am not but I didn't know anyway at the time that's what happened So all that to say that life sometimes deals you hands that you don't realize impacts your perception of the world and yourself. That hand that I was dealt impacted my perceptions of the world and myself. And I slowly started hypnotizing myself into believing that I could not do some things. I was not going to be some things. Uh, I, I believed that I was fat, lazy, and stupid, and I wasn't going to amount to anything. And so throughout my whole career, I proved myself right by stopping everything that I was being successful at. I proved myself right when I was starting to lose weight, I would sabotage my weight loss and... Something would come up, I wouldn't be able to finish working out, I'd stop, I'd slow down, and then I'd stop. I just wouldn't work out anymore, and I'd gain the weight back. Because I was gaining the weight back, I'd feel bad about myself, so I'd start eating stuff that I shouldn't be eating, and there you go. You can already hear the cycle, I'm sure. So this is what happens sometimes when you have hypnotized yourself. So now that I am realizing that I was hypnotized, I am unhypnotizing myself, I am going into that deep parts of my mind and my subconscious and I am reprogramming, I am reestablishing my realities as they are not as I think they are. You know, which is funny because you think you know yourself better than anybody else would. But, you know, some people can look at you and say, why do you feel that way about yourself? Because obviously that's not you. And they're like, oh, wow, you just don't know me. But, you know, when it's coming from your wife that you've been married to for a little while, you kind of get to a point where you can't say that she doesn't know you. (laughs) She knows me very well. And so if she says to me, why do you have low self-esteem? You're brilliant. You're funny. You're outgoing. People really like you. She says, I'm handsome. I'm happy with that. So why? That is the question. You know, the question why I used to think, okay, it's just a question. But I realize now that the question why is the most important question that you can ask ever. Ever. Why am I here? Why am I fat? Why do I lose all the time? Why do I always fail at the things that I try? Why do I want to be thin? Why? Why do I want to be healthy? Why do I want to be fit? You know, fitness is not just about physical body. Fitness is also about being mentally fit. And emotionally fit You know And socially fit So my process Hopefully Will help your process So in the last little while My wife and I Because of this revelation that we got Decided to start researching things So now I'm a certified Life coach Muscle Certified in NLP Practices, which is Neuro Linguistic Programming, which is... You know, when I first saw it, I thought, oh, this stuff is nuts. These are for people who are just, you know, new agey, crazy kind of... uh." There might be some aspects to that. Some people who are in that kind of situation use it for that purpose. But the reality is, it is the... Programming language you use to reprogram how you feel about yourself, your situation, anything whatsoever. So if you're afraid of flying, you can use NLP to reprogram yourself to no longer have a fear of flying and to actually figure out where your irrational fear comes from. Now, if you have a fear of jumping off a balcony... That is natural. <laughs> because if you jump off the balcony, you could get hurt. That's a natural fear. But there's some things that we bring fear to that really have no natural reason to be there. A fear of a snake that's about to bite you is, makes sense. A fear of a snake which in a glass cage behind a wall that's not going to touch you it's irrational because you're not you're not gonna, you're not in danger. Your perception might be danger because it's a snake. And what's so wrong with fear, anyways? Nothing's wrong with fear. Fear keeps you energized. Fear keeps you. I was just watching a video by guiding that the most important thing for you to do is to jump. His analogy was that we have a parachute, but the parachute won't open until you jump. If you never jump, the parachute never opens. If the parachute never opens, you never soar through life. And we see people every day walking around soaring through life, enjoying their vacations, enjoying their nice cars, enjoying their fit bodies. But we don't go there. So why don't we go there? Because we believe that it is not us. It's not for us because of whatever ridiculous beliefs that we have that limits what we can do and what we can't do. So I hope this introduction is adequate to let you know what I am dealing with and what I'm going through. I will keep everybody on my podcast up to date with my weight loss, my fitness, but also my emotional fitness and perhaps even my financial fitness. So, my suggestion to you is to go somewhere quiet. This is interesting advice from somebody who's running a podcast about fitness, but here we go. Go somewhere quiet. Sit down. Be still. Ask yourself why. And just listen. Sometimes it might require asking deeper questions. You go from a why to uh, hmm how come what happened there what was the situation be a reporter investigate your own emotional baggage because you might realize after investigating your own emotional baggage that you never packed it in the first place somebody else packed it in your bag and if you're going to the airport with somebody else packing your bag you can be in trouble so my suggestion is to unpack the bag repack it and let's soar together let's just jump thanks Chris I'm taking that advice I'm jumping my parachute might not open right away and I might hit the rocks a little bit and I might get scarred up a little bit but life with scars has stories okay See you next time. Ciao, ciao.